On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, Keith and I discuss who poses the biggest challenge in the Eastern Conference to the 76ers. We'll dive into that next right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. What's up, D? Friday, man. That's what's up. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm well. Yeah, good. Glad to hear it. Hope everybody out there is doing well. And we welcome you to Locked On 76ers. I'm Devon Gibbons from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co-host and partner. As always, keep on pay, Sixers beat writer for the Enquire.com. We thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including right here on YouTube at Locked On 76ers. Well, Keith, we got a big weekend for the 76ers as we close out the 2022 part of the year, the calendar year, as the Sixers will take on the New Orleans Pelicans tonight in New Orleans, and then travel to Oklahoma City for a matchup against the Thunder on Saturday, second night of a back-to-back in the final game of the four-game trip in the final game of the 2022 calendar year. And then they come back and they will host the New Orleans Pelicans. Now, the Pelicans tonight, they pose a big-time problem. We'll get to them a little bit later, specifically Zion Williamson and what type of challenges he poses. And then in the final segment, as always, we look ahead to the game tonight and check in not necessarily keys to the game, but more matchups that you want to keep your eye on for this one. Now, Keith, with the Eastern Conference right now, the Brooklyn Nets, like the Sixers, have been on fire, but they have now won 10 in a row, Keith. (laughs) And they are now two games back of the Boston Celtics, where they are now a half a game up on the Milwaukee Bucks. They have two games up on the 76ers, one on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Boston is still in front at 25-10, and winners of three in a row. And, uh, well, first of all, they're in first place right now. Sorry. And uh, Boston also uh, has, you know, just starting to play well again after losing a few that they had. But Brooklyn is right behind them. So, Keith, when we look at things right now, we're a few, we're through a few more games here. How do you view what's going on in the Eastern Conference? And where do, who do you believe poses the biggest challenge right now? I mean, right now, there's two teams. You name both of them. I mean, I I look at the Brooklyn Nets and I say that, wow, they're scary good. You've been on them from the beginning. Even when they had their turmoil, you you thought that. Yeah, I I mean, but I I did. But but right now, like, if I'm looking at it as far as, like, young guns and and youth, I mean, I got to say it's going to be, you know, I, I have to say it's the Boston Celtics pose the biggest threat. And the reason being is, is as good as Kevin Durant is and as good as Kyrie Irving is, um, you know, Brooklyn doesn't have anyone who can stop Joel Embiid. You know, so I, I look at that and I look at Joel Embiid having a big game. And, and let's face it, there is some it is rivalry there, too, just like it's a rivalry at the Boston Celtics. But when I look at Robert Williams and, and I looked at um, Al Horford, 
I mean, those are two guys who, um, especially Al, who have who have done a great job defending Joel. But then you look at Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. You you look at guys like Malcolm Brogdon. You know, I don't really see anyone on a 76ers team that can stop them. Some people might say, yeah, let's look at, uh, you know, let, let's look at DeAnthony Melton. I think they're too long for him. I do. I, th- I think that they're too long for DeAnthony Melton right now. And I just look at these two guys, Brown and Tatum, and I look at the uh, Al Horford as a great defender. And I just see that I'm just giving the Sixers fits. I just do. And when you talk about Melton, of course, if he's coming off the bench, you could also factor in the Thibel and maybe even the house part. But more so, Keith, as you talked about a lot, and I know a lot of people have also said this, when they look at the minutes that P.J. Tucker is playing right now, you've mentioned it, others have mentioned it. You really got this guy in the offseason for the postseason. So when you talk about those two teams specifically, wing player and Kevin Durant, where no one can stop Kevin Durant. It's just simply about making him uncomfortable and trying to slow him down. P.J. Tucker has a history of doing so. Can he still do that at this age and then a few more months once we get into the postseason? And the same can be uh, posed the question to the Boston Celtics with their two fantastic wings when you look at P.J. Tucker there. Now you need the second one to defend the other. I'm guessing in the starting lineup, that's probably going to be Tobias Harris. Uh, but... Uh, when you start to go into, you know, some other things, when when you look at the Malcolm Brogdon piece that you mentioned, and that's going to be where I'm guessing that DeAnthony Melton and Thibault will come into play. Those two come off the bench to match up with those three, and they can only defend two. That's where it's going to lean, man. So th- this is exactly why when you say it, P.J. Tucker, they brought him in, not for right now, but brought him in for the postseason. Yeah, but those guys are too – I mean, you know, P.J. Tucker, I think he has a better chance of guarding uh, KD. You know, is a guy who he's had wars with, battles with. They're good friends. They both, you know, went to Texas, the whole nine, older. Those young cats, I mean, I, I think they're just going to – they're just too fast for them right now and young. You know, something about the NBA is crazy because – Back in the day, it was kind of like the young guys like paid homage to the old heads, right? Like they had a lot of respect for them. It ain't that way with these young cats. It's like they want to posterize them, and, and you know. And when we look as at they should. as they, of course, as they should, but but it's it's kind of like it ain't that it ain't like how it used to be, man. It's not like it's not. It, um, but but I, I just look at Boston as they're just young, athletic, and even. Like, you know, I'm looking at it. So if you pick Melton, I don't know if Melton can shut down Kate, um, can shut down um, Tatum, right? Well, I, I wouldn't I, ask him to shut him yeah, down. I wouldn't I'd ask him to slow him down. No, nah, but even if you slow him down, I feel like if Boston, the, the only thing about Boston is if the Celtics get a little bit, start feeling themselves and guys start going for theirs. But outside of that, I just think it's just a bad matchup for the 76ers. I mean, even down to the dudes they got coming off the bench, like they just got, I don't know, it's just a bad matchup. And, and and they went to the championship, so now they believe and they expect to win. Not believe, they expect to win. So that's what it is. And, I mean, who knows? And that's why you play the game. But, you know, I, I just don't, I don't, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. Well, 
Uh, for for me, and it's crazy because we're at this stage of the season, and I don't think they play again until February. I think is game two. They've only played once, and that was in Boston. This is this is tough because I want to see them play them again, and I want to see it now instead of waiting until February before the All Star break to see them lace it up one more time and, and get a good sense of these two teams and where they are right now. By the time we get there, it'll be right before the trade deadline. Maybe something will have happened for both teams where they tinker a little bit and add to their lineup, but that is the one that, you know, singular focus for me is, is on them. Milwaukee poses a challenge. The same for uh, Cleveland. We already saw Cleveland handle the 76ers. Uh, but I, I think that all of these teams in their own right at the top, and we mentioned the other day of how we believe that the top five is really the top five. Six can maybe fluctuate a little bit between New York, Miami, Toronto, and maybe even Chicago getting back into it, although that right now seems a little bit unlikely. The top five is the top five that's really going to really challenge one another, sharpen that iron, and get ready for the postseason. Boston is probably the real threat, though, for, for the Sixers, to your point, because of their two-wing play. Now, when it comes to Kevin Durant, he also has a sidekick. And how, however you look at Kyrie Irving, that dude can flat out take control of a basketball game. And if he is in that zone and he's on this mission and right now he's just going about his business, he's not causing any, any, uh, you know, strife with anybody. He's just out there playing basketball. And that's why they are on a 10 game winning streak because those two, those two guys are locked in right now. And they also pose a problem. Now, when we always do this, I always try to be fair and say, now, how do they defend the 76ers? Because you still do have the number one leading scorer in the NBA who can flat out fill it up. You have a guy in James Harden who is giving you double-doubles right now with the points and assists. And we'll see what Maxie is. Tyrese, Tobias Harris has slowed down just a bit. But they have been able to right now during the streak that they just had snapped. They've been in the top three, Keith, in scoring in the NBA with their efficiency, with how they've done things. So, again, when we talk about the 76ers, those guys have to defend the Sixers also. And it's not going to be an easy night every time out. Yeah, yeah, I, I just don't see it. I just, I mean, right now, I don't see it. I mean, they could get better, they could improve, but I just don't see it. I mean, I, I just, I don't. I, I mean, anything can happen, but they just, I just don't see it right now. I just, all right. Well, listen, that's why they play the games, as you said a little bit earlier, to see what they do when they lace them up and step in, in between those lines. Coming up next, we got to get into a, a gentleman, a young player that is sure to be an all-star again if he has enough games under his belt for this season. Zion Williamson, Keith, first time we get to see him uh, this season, and we get to see him in the span of, what, three days, four days, as yeah. they come to Philadelphia on Monday. So they host the Sixers tonight in Philadelphia on Monday. We'll talk about what type of challenge he and his Pelicans, but specifically him, what type of challenge he poses to the Sixers tonight. We'll dive into that next right here on Locked On 76ers. You know, before we talk about the challenges that he poses to the 76ers, I think we need to talk to you guys about something and, and being and being safe. You know, it's all about being safe, right? So it's one of those things where you're hanging out with some friends and put it and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many, right? As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, I live nearby. I can make it home, okay? It's no big deal. What are the odds that you will be pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? 
your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you lose your job, you total your car, you kill someone. Everyone knows about the risk of driving drunk. The results of traffic, tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there now looking for impaired drivers on our roads, right? To save lives. So what you need to do, if you think that you are okay to drive after a few drinks, think again, play it safe and plan ahead and get a ride. It only takes one minute to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Especially while you're celebrating these holidays and getting ready for the new year. You're going to be partying it up. Be safe out there. Thank you for making Locked On 76 as your first listen every day. Make sure to check out the Locked On Sports Today and the biggest stories around the sports world, 20 minutes or less, plus instant reactions, game recaps, and Locked On's take of the day. Locked On Sports Today, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. All right, Keith. And that will be Zion Williamson. He poses a challenge to everybody he steps on the floor with. He has this real unique style of play with speed and power and strength. And while his game is not necessarily refined on the outside, he uses all of his strengths that he does have right now to the best of his ability. And he will get you. And he will get you in a big way if, you, if you're not ready when you look at him, man, and you talk about challenges, what type of challenge does he pose to the Sixers tonight as they uh, start off this t- quick two-game series? I mean, like you said, speed and power. I mean, you know, it, it's funny because, you know, I, I remember a couple years ago, maybe what, what was two years ago, it was uh, the the bubbles, not the bubble, but the season afterwards, right, when the Sixers had the best record in the in the East. Was this when they went to New Orleans that night, that Friday yeah. night? Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, they were to New Orleans. And that's the only time that Zion played against the Sixers. Mm-hmm. The only time. Zion had 37 points, 15 rebounds, and, and eight assists, right? You know, 37 points, 15 rebounds, and eight assists. They started the game off with Ben Simmons guarding him. It was ugly. Ugly. He got embarrassed. Then, next thing you know, they had uh, Joel Embiid on him. Joel got embarrassed. Too fast. Too, well, I mean, he not, not not just too fast. It was power. Like, he was like, boom. I mean, dude, I'm telling you, it was ugly. And then they had Tobias on him, and Tobias was getting abused. But at least Tobias was trying telling you man it was bad dude it was bad so when i look at him right now and i get it you got pj tucker who's going to try to body him up but man he poses a problem for the Sixers. like you know he's fast he can go around you he loves to go through you and when you listen to d'angelo russell after they lost to him two days ago he said He's out there playing football, and we're playing basketball. <laughs> the problem is that was, the that was a loser's mentality. Let me complain about something. Yeah, well, yeah, that that that's his yeah, mentality. But the thing is, that's just telling you how powerful the dude is. And I don't think it's going to change, man. I'm I'm telling you, it's not going to change. He's going to be at home, and this is a dude who knows he's good. He has a lot of hop, and he's in good shape now. Nah, I think. I'm telling you, 37, 15, and 8. 
they couldn't stop him. He destroyed him. I remember that night. Yeah, it was uh, again. That's why I knew it right away. Friday night. I remember that night. I remember it vividly. And uh, it was a, it was an ugly one because the Sixers were playing well, to your point. And they got they got embarrassed that night. Twenty two and twelve. They are right now first in the Southwest Division and also first in the uh, right there at the top of the Western Conference. They beat the uh, Timberwolves, as you talked about, D'Angelo Russell. Final score, 119-118. And he scored. um 14 straight for the Pelicans in the final minutes uh, in the win uh, against the Timberwolves. He he was fantastic in the game. He finished with overall 43 points on 14 of 21 shooting. Got to the foul line, keep 19 times and made uh, 14 of those. So again, 14 of 21 uh, from the field. Uh, three pointers, he took one, he made it. He had five assists, three rebounds, one block, one steal. And he played 34 minutes for the Pelicans, who were without Mark, uh, Brandon Ingram. And Herb Jones also did not play in the game. So he 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 took control. He took control and had a career-high 43 points in that win over the Minnesota Timberwolves. So uh, he definitely poses a problem tonight. Who do you feel? You, did you say P.J. Tucker, you think we'll get first crack at him? I mean, probably. I mean, he's the most physical guy that you have. I mean... Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that's who you have to put on him. I mean, that's who you have to. You're not going to put Harden on him. You're not going to put Maxi on him. I mean, Tobias, I mean, he'll try. He tried the last time, but he got overpowered. And Joel, you don't want to get Joel in foul trouble. And Joel got overpowered. I, I, I think that you got to put P.J. Tucker on him and let him be physical. But this is a young gun. P.J.'s 37. I mean, it, he, you know what I'm saying? He could shut him down, but I don't know, man. Well, the one thing is he won't be able to keep up with him in transition. It's just too just too much, too much, too fast, and uh, too much power with that speed, and he'll probably have uh, an advantage there of, of trying to make sure that he gets by him that way by, by using the speed. On the season, 26.7 rebounds, 4.7 assists, and 26 games played, 33 minutes, so – He's playing some. He's playing games, Keith. He's not missing many games. He has missed some, but he's not missing many. And right now, he is leading his team right in, in scoring and playing, playing phenomenally. As I said, a career high forty-three. Uh, as far as the uh, team, again at the top of the West, uh, they're just playing some really good basketball. And their last game played was on Wednesday, so they're sitting, they're waiting for the Philadelphia 76ers as they tip off tonight, eight thirty start time local here and um they are tied with the denver nuggets at at 22 and 12 right now in the western conference so big time problem big time problem that he does pose but with that there are other matchups that we have to keep our eye on also keith we'll get into that some of the key matchups that we're taking a peek at as the 20 and 13 sixers take on the 20 and 12 new orleans pelican 22 and 12 new orleans pelicans tonight and we'll discuss it right here Locked on 76ers. As we do that and we discuss it all, getting ready for your viewing pleasures, we also have to talk about with your viewing pleasures, you're trying to make sure that you go into the new year, right? Saving some money with how you view whatever programming you are, in in fact, viewing. If your New Year's goals are to manage your budget better and save money, then I think you need Rocket Mortgage. And let me tell you, say goodbye to last year's outdated disorganized methods of managing your money and say hello to Rocket Money. The better way to hack your finances in 2023. Rocket Money 
formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. So this is a one-stop shop, folks. You can get it all done right here. And over 80% of people have subscriptions they forget about, like that streaming service that you bought to watch just one show or that free trial that you never even used and is still sitting there. And it might be dipping into some of your funds. Well, Rocket Money will quickly and easily identify your subscriptions for you so you can stop paying for the ones that you simply do not want. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money. Save the average person up to $720 a year. So stop throwing your money away. Cancel those unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's rocketmoney.com slash LockedOnNBA. Once again, rocketmoney.com slash LockedOnNBA. Welcome back to LockedOn76ers. That's Keith Pompey. I'm Devon Givens with you here to discuss the Sixers and the Pelicans now. We talked about the challenge that the Sixers will have in trying to slow down and defend Zion Williamson. Having a fantastic year, coming off of 43 points of a career high in the win on Wednesday over the Minnesota Timberwolves. Now, Keith, we need to look at some of the other things that uh, can pose a problem because this is a team <laughs> by all by all forms of it that you want to lay it out there. They are a team. They spread the wealth. Right now, when you look at Williamson, Averaging the 26 that we talked about and what he's able to do, that's not, not it, man. They have overall, and Brandon Ingram has missed some time, but overall they have six players that average in double figures. They have a very good bench. Brandon Ingram playing only 15 games, 20 points a game. C.J. McCollum, 30 games, 19 points, six assists, five rebounds. You know what he can do. Jonas Valanciunas, 13.8 and nine rebounds a game, and uh, you know that he is good for a double-double pretty much again, on average, every single night. Second-year man Trey Murphy has stepped up his game big time, Keith. He's averaging 13, and Herb Jones, a little banged up right now, averaging 10. And again, they just get a spark from so many players. Jose Alvarado, Najee Marshall, one name that a lot of people don't really talk, don't know, may not even know about. Uh, Larry Nance Jr., of course, you talked about him a little. You know, We mentioned him a little bit earlier. These guys are good. They're deep. They're very well coached. By Willie Green, the former 76er. Now forget Willie coach. Green. Like, I'm just stop. I'm just playing. I'm just messing with you. I like yeah. Willie Green. He went to Cooley High. I'm just messing with you. Like, <laughs> yeah. But like really, if we want to talk about matchups, it's the it gotta be the center matchup with Valachunas mm. and mm. MB. I mean, you know, there are certain guys who like we we this is a good test for MB because there are certain guys who have like basically um I'm not gonna say owned MB, but who who got the best there's certain guys who shut MB down. And Valachunas was one of them. You know, it was Marcus Valachunas, um, Steven Adams. You know, these guys have always had success against MB. And when you look at this matchup, you know, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing what he can do. And the reason being is, you know, Embiid might like it's like these guys are hard to move off the block. They don't really foul him a lot. They just keep their hands up. They do a lot of other things. And I, I feel like that's the matchup that I really want to see. I want to see what Joel can do against this guy. And to me, you know, right now, Joel has been 
on the tear lately. You know, he's been kicking tail. He's been doing a lot of other things. And you expect him to, you know, handle this guy. But you want to see it. You know what I mean? You want to see the progression that he's made. And this is the matchup that I really want to pay attention to. Yeah, uh, they've had some really good battles. Uh, surprisingly, when you look at Valanciunas, you don't say that he is going to be one to have success against Embiid, but he does, and, and he really does. Shutting him down, I, I wouldn't say he shuts Embiid down, but he he makes him work, and he gets sometimes he does get the better of Joel Embiid. Um, the matchup that I would like to look at tonight is uh, Trey Murphy, the, the second year guard I was talking about uh, out of Virginia. Uh, last year, coming off the bench and this year, thrust into the starting role a little bit because of the injuries. Man, he has so much to him with his length, his shooting, his bounce is crazy. He is super athletic. He's smart. He's more confident than he was a season ago. And right now, again, averaging 12 points off the bench. He had 21 in the win against Minnesota on Wednesday, and he was very efficient. Six for eight, five for six from three, four for five from the foul line. Did not turn the ball over, had four assists, three boards. He can play. And with that size... It's really about he and Melton and how they square up on on, uh, on on in the game tonight. I want to see if Maxi is back or if he's not back, whatever it is. I want to see the matchup because I'm thinking James Harden is going to be on C.J. McCollum. It's not an easy guard, but that's probably where it's going to go. Melton and Murphy, watch out for that one tonight. That's the key matchup for me outside of the obvious with Embiid and Valanciunas that you mentioned. And that's a great one by you. This one I have my eye on for tonight. I also want to see whoever, like, I don't like that matchup for Harden, Garden, C.J. McCollum. I know. <laughs> I mean, I don't like that at all. I mean, so to me, I, if there was a second one, I would have to say who, who like, whoever's Garden, C.J. too. That would be my second one. Because, you know, you're looking at this guy right now. He's averaging 19.4, 6 assists, and you know he can light it up. And you look at it. Whereas the Sixers, if they're not careful, they can give up a lot of stuff in the perimeter. You know what I mean? Like it could be just like how it was with Bradley Bill before Bradley Bill got injured. You know, so I, you know, it, it's, it's a lot. And then especially when you got that Zion factor where they're going to have to do something and focus on him, that could open it up. But like, yeah, I like Trey Murphy too. I mean, I, I like him a lot. Um, you know, nice size and, and this and that. But, um, you know, I, I just – I don't like that Harden. If I'm the Sixers, I don't like Harden on, on CJ at all. Well, it's going to be tough to try to keep up with the young guy if, if they did, in fact, put – because Najee Marshall got the start also. So um, maybe they'll decide to put him there and put Tobias Harris on Murphy and then have CJ matched up with Melton – I mean, pardon me, Melton matched up with CJ McCollum. And go that direction but that that young guy and trey murphy he, he can get it done and you know the other sneaky one and then we'll wrap it up here uh when jose alvarado comes into the game uh, that that defensive pressure that he puts on he guards you 94 feet whether it's shake milton d'anthony melton bothering maybe or just pestering james harden that's going to be one to, to keep an eye on how he may, because he can change games where he'll come out in the, into the game and next thing you know, they go on an 8-0 run because of the, the energy and the pressure that he puts on when he steps on the floor. That's always, always a good one, Keith, and this is going to be a good game tonight. It's a really good challenge for the Sixers. We'll see how they fare against this team that they're going to face in a couple of days also when they take on and host the Pelicans back here in Philadelphia 
returning after the four-game trip on Monday. I want to thank everybody for making Locked On 76 as your first listen today. Now, make Locked On Sports today your second listen. Peter Bukowski, he'll bring you the biggest stories from around the sports world in 20 minutes. Get the analysis and opinions before anyone else without local and national experts and insiders. That's Locked On Sports Today's podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you do get your podcast. Keith, can you tell the good folks where they can find us? Hey, you can find my man D on the Divine Given Show. Typically runs Monday through Friday from uh, 6 to 10, but it's, he's going to be on there from 6 to midnight on Monday. Oh, no, excuse me, on Friday. He's on Today, he's going to be on there from 6 to midnight. And then what you can do is you can make sure, do yourself a favor, and follow my man on Twitter at DivineG975. You can follow me on Twitter at Pompey on Sixers, and you can read the Inquirer, Philadelphia Inquirer, and Inquirer.com. Keith, as always, man. Um... Great stuff. We'll catch up later. Happy New Year. Yeah. Uh, Happy New Year to you. And I, I got to see what MB going to do against Valentunas and what 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 uh, my man PJ going to do against the Beats. I'm telling you, that boy is <laughs> nasty. Nasty. Uh, all right. Uh, okay. All right. It, it's going to be a good game. Yeah, okay. All right. It's going to be a good game. All right. All right, bro. man. We'll talk to you. Mm-hmm.